Yo, what's good, y'all? My name is Chris Shreve, a.k.a. C. Shreve the Professor. Welcome to another episode of Who Needs a Classroom podcast. Today's topic will be the beginner's mind, uh, also known as the child's mind or Shoshin in Zen Buddhism. And I think we can all relate to being a beginner. Uh, This break with pandemic has probably resulted in some of you trying some new things. Uh, My son started taking piano lessons. I started learning production more than I ever had. Started a podcast. When you do new things, you are a beginner and you inevitably feel like one. Now, when you're not used to being a beginner, when you're an adult and you decide to, I don't know, learn cross-stitching or crocheting or play chess or whatever new thing you decide to embrace, if you've been an expert or a non-beginner in some other avenue of life, it can, it can kind of throw you back a little bit to be a beginner again. There's confusion with learning something for the first time. There's oftentimes disappointment or frustration if you can't you know, live up to your own expectations or what you had, you know, had hoped would, was going to occur as you learned this. So I think the tricky part really comes for adults and those who are you know, non-beginners from one perspective trying to try a new activity that forces them into a beginner mindset. And that can really kind of result in some growing pains, I think, so to speak. So in order to avoid that frustration, in order to avoid some of that confusion, we have to embrace this beginner's mind. That's kind of the key here is, is having a priority set on curiosity, on, on having fresh eyes and seeing things kind of for the first time, so to speak, that childlike mind. You know, a kid sees a butterfly for the first time. It's very different than when you, you know, have seen one, labeled it, and said, okay, I know what a butterfly looks like, and you have this mental concept, and so it doesn't blow your mind the way it is the first time you see it. So you have that non-beginner's perspective. So we're trying to kind of remind ourselves, you know, in the morning, this could be like you know, a daily practice. It could be in the morning, you know, looking outside with fresh eyes. What does that morning light look like as it comes through the trees? Or as you step outside and, and hear the sounds of the day, hearing them kind of with fresh ears and, and allowing yourself to have wonder and awe of, of the different possibilities that are out there. Um, there's a quote from, I think it's Suzuki, who says, you know, in a beginner's mind, there are kind of endless possibilities, but in the expert's mind, there may be, you know, one or, or a very narrow set of possibilities. And I, of course, butchered that quote. But it's this idea of the, the open mind of the beginner compared to the much more kind of chiseled and formed and the person who knows of the expert who is going to say, well, the answer is this. The beginner would have a totally different potential perspective. So curiosity and wonder is a huge part of this, you know, wanting to learn more, um, wondering how something works and wanting to kind of break it down so that you can understand it. Um, instead of being anxious about your performance, when you're, you're curious about learning something new, that's very different than being worried about if you're going to grasp it. So this curiosity and the wonder, I think, can sometimes counter the anxiety of being in that new situation and, and feeling, you know, again, like you're new to this and you're not the expert you want to become. So one of the first steps, I think, to embracing this beginner's mind is to, as best you can, drop your expectations and your preconceptions about how things should 
be or how you should perform or how fast you should be learning this. That should really can you know, set you up for this expectation. And if you can you know, remove that word or, or even the ideas of, of preconceptions, it can really bring a magic to your relationships, to the dynamics between different humans, to your own performance, and especially as we're talking about to learning a new skill, understanding that you know, your process and your progress may have these kind of, you know, leaps and bounds where it stops for a second and you really have to kind of do the, the work. And then all of a sudden you break, break through and you have this new um, ac- accelerated learning that can happen. And so if you can remove your expectations of where you should be on week three or on month four or, or however far you are in your journey, that helps you to be present, to be mindful, to be in the space that you're at and not always looking for that next level and then being frustrated that you aren't there yet. So removing expectations, dropping preconceptions helps a whole lot. Start to see your day with fresh eyes. See how, you know, thankfulness and, and grace is part of this as well because when you see things for what they are, you oftentimes realize, wow, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be where I am. But you need those fresh eyes to see that. If you just kind of every day go about your business and, you know, you take for granted where you live and the safe space you hopefully inhabit, then we're missing a tremendous opportunity to recognize the abundance in our lives. I've talked before about, you know, an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset and having the fresh eyes to see that you had a roof over your head, that you had a safe place to sleep last night, that you have breakfast this morning, seeing that with your eyes, stepping out of your, your door and seeing the world kind of fresh and new this morning that makes a huge difference in the approach and the way that you move throughout the world. So when you are a beginner, um, even if you drop all the expectations and preconceptions, it doesn't mean you're not going to feel confused. Um, When I first started making beats and and really digging into it, I was very confused. The beats weren't as dope as I wanted them to be. They didn't have the, the groove or the vibe that I was looking for. I felt like, you know, can I even do this? You know, that self-doubt type thing. But the confusion being like, I don't know know what I'm doing. That's normal, right? You're learning a new thing. If you're learning a foreign language, it's not going to sound right. You're not going to pronounce it right off the bat. You're going to do some work to get there. So confusion is normal. Realizing that that's part of it, that that's that's a normal thing. Uh, The first time you dribble with your left hand, it feels like kind of uh, kinetically confusing. Your hand doesn't want to quite do what you want it to do. That takes some time to get through. This is where I said the curiosity and kind of that wonder mindset. If you're curious about, you know, man, why is my left hand not do what my right hand does? You might practice it more and work on it. And then eventually you'll embrace that process and be curious about it being more um, improved and, and, and having more skills. And, and again, this could be anything. could be your mind, could be foreign language, could be anything you're talking about. But having that curiosity I think emphasize can help overcome some of the confusion because as you are curious to learn more, the more you learn, the less confused you are. And that kind of goes, you know, hand in hand to where confusion goes down, curiosity goes up. And so you're learning more as you're learning and becoming less of a beginner. So along that path, inevitably, there's disappointment, there's frustration because, you know, you're trying to learn this thing, you don't have it yet. But if you can find ways to ask questions, you know, find a teacher, find a mentor, um, that curious mindset kind of applied to action. You know, ask somebody, you know, research it online, try to find 
somebody that can teach you some new things. You know, you can sign up for a class. You can, there's ways that you can learn and ask the questions and get the answers, you know, that you're trying to search for. Now, also being, being aware that sometimes the questions don't have a real simple answer, like the answer is A. It doesn't always work that way, especially when you're really, you know, pursuing a craft or an art or a knowledge base. So we can apply this kind of to our, our daily practice or kind of our personal philosophy, you know, in the way that we view the world or when we step out of the house or all those type of things, the grace and the thankfulness. But what does this look like when we apply this thinking to, say, our professional practice, to our career or to whatever we're, you know, we're out in the world doing? Well, it can really change, you know, your point of reference quite a bit. If you're always tackling your, you know, your tasks at, at your job or these projects with this expert mind point of view, you're going to get stuck in a box almost inherently. This is your professional perspective. This is where you view it from. This is how we solve problems here. And next thing you know, you know, if you have a hammer, everything, everything looks like a nail. You just, you know, you're kind of doing your job, boom, boom, boom. If you approach some of those situations with a beginner's mindset, would it be different? Many times that expert mindset will serve you very, very well. I mean, that's why you developed it. Your experience built this perspective. That's why you, you do things the way you do. But sometimes if the way you're doing things isn't working or if the situation is very different, you need a different perspective. And that's where sometimes the beginner might have asked a question or two or brought up a point that you totally overlooked. And it was the key thing that kind of can be the breakthrough for this project to go to the next level or whatever it might be. But this is extremely helpful in a business or in a corporate setting. Because when we're bouncing ideas off the wall, if everybody's got the same you know, set of education and the same points of reference, it's gonna be the different perspective that's gonna bring out that new idea. And that new idea is oftentimes the most powerful one, or at least more powerful and, and can you know, pivot to other ideas off of that one. So it can really kind of break us out of this automation. If you're at a job and you know, we handle this like this and this situation comes in and here's how we do it, this is how we do it, you get into this really automated, here's a problem, here's the solution. We do this throughout our day all kinds of places. You kind of get up and go through the motions. You brush your teeth and you take your shower and you, you know, your routine, you do your morning thing and you kind of you know, get on the subway or you make your drive to work and you kind of just go through it. And if you realize that you're not as mindful or conscious even on that travel through traffic as you might like to be. So having this mindset that says, okay, let's drive and actually pay attention to this, or let's actually, you know, listen to the song that I'm listening to, or let's be present in this conversation and not just wait to speak. You know, let's listen to them attentively and then respond accordingly. But that oftentimes does not happen. We get in these automated conversations. How are you? How's your weekend? Good, good. It's just like not real interaction. So if we can kind of shake ourselves out of that automation, whether it's choices at work, whether it's just our day-to-day interactions, life starts to become a lot less dull because you're not just going through your morning commute. You're not just, you know, you're changing the way you look at this moment and realizing that you don't get it back. So you, you might want to enjoy it more fully. And, and the, the childlike viewpoint is that, is seeing the wonder in it, is, is staring at a strawberry and just being in awe of it. And we lose that sometimes as we get older. We lose our sense of awe. We lose sometimes our sense of wonder. So finding a way to see the strawberry as opposed to just saying, oh, that's a strawberry, right? We have this mental concept, this mental imaging, and we label things. We say, oh, there's a lion. 
But if you ever like, look at a lion or if you were to see a lion up, up, you know, up close in person, it's a majestic creature, right? It's amazing. It creates awe in you. But when you just go, oh, the lion in your mind, it's a concept. And so you've taken this incredible being and just crunched it down to a word, which goes into a little picture spot in your brain. <laughs> lion. I know what a lion is. And so when we do that, that labeling, that concepting, that mental imaging, next thing you know, life is dull. You know, you fall in love and hopefully you fall head over heels into love and you feel it and it's love and it's overwhelming. But how oftentimes do folks just say, oh, we're in love. And they describe it as love because that's what they must be in. And maybe they're not even fully feeling that. So labeling something is different than experiencing it. And the beginner mindset, I think, is much better at really experiencing it. Whereas the expert says, oh, that was a great experience and labels it and categorizes it and indexes it for later to have as reference. That's different than going through it and really feeling like, wow, this is the first time I've experienced this. Very different perspectives. So as you maybe take this little gem or some piece of a gem out of this and, and run with it, I think the key one is kind of that, that child's mind that describes it well to me is, you know, imagine how a little nine-year-old would walk up and look at the situation or a two-year-old or whatever, you know, your point of reference is for a child. I got a 10-year-old, so I kind of think about him at his current age. But I vividly remember him being, you know, a toddler or even before that and just soaking things in for the first time. I mean, you know, even locomotion, learning how to grasp something for the first time or, or, or you know, taking those first steps or, or seeing clouds and just kind of watching them point at them and, and later being able to label and, and say this is that. But there's this mindset of just soaking it up, that sponge. We kind of talk about it with babies sometimes. There's a newness to everything that we can lose, but we can regain it if we find a way to kind of clean the slate in our mind, get rid of some of those expectations and preconceptions. And, you know, yeah, you've seen a beautiful sunny day, but just because you walk out there and it's not sunny today doesn't mean it's a disappointment. You can somehow see this new day with fresh eyes and recognize that there's a certain beauty in the rain and the mist or into it being overcast or, or whatever, or feel the way the cold breeze hits your skin. Finding a way to have those sensory experiences that, that kids and young folks are oftentimes really fully immersed in. As we get older, you know, we label it as a loud sound or we label it as a bad smell or we label it as, you know, this pretty day, but do we fully experience it? And I think that's, that's kind of one of those keys to life is, is starting each day kind of fresh and, and experiencing things for the moment they are. Kids happen to be way better at this than us grown-up kids. So um, as you try to embrace your life and its wildness and, and this experience that we're all going through, find a way to see things with new eyes as best you can, um, especially when you decide to try something new. I think when we try the new thing, you know, we pick up a new hobby or try a new you know, sport, whatever it might be, you want to get good at it and your expectations get in the way of you going through the process, you know. The kid who starts piano lessons at age four or 10 or whatever, he goes through that, that, low, that growing process. You're going to go through it too. Even if you start at 40, you have to go through that growth. So allow yourself to be a beginner if you try something new. But even if you don't try something new, allow that beginner's mind to affect the things you do so well. It will enrich your perspective. It will help you to sometimes see something that you would have missed otherwise. So 
Hope y'all are well. Uh, find a way to embrace your beginner's mind. It will benefit you in ways you probably can't even, even kind of forecast. So um, y'all be good to each other out there. Who needs a classroom? You do. I do. We all do. Peace, y'all. Thank you.